You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Eric Gomez, TeamSuicidePrevention.com, writing across America for uh, the the awareness of uh, mental health and suicide. And we've talked to Eric before about, uh, Eric, I've got to ask you some questions about how do you train for a race across America that is literally thousands of miles on a bicycle? Very methodically. First of all, you have to, to, to analyze, okay, what is it that we're going to be doing? It, it, racing across America, we're going to be going through deserts. We're going to be doing an incredible amount of hill climbing and mountain climbing, not just hills, but mountains. You know, you break it down into the components and you analyze what it is that you're going to have to physically do with a team of our size. You know, what that looks like for me at this stage in the game is riding my bike two to three times per day at tempo pace which is a pretty high pace and uh a a specific set of workouts what is your Um, what's your speed like what does the team ride so our goal is to average including all the transitions and all the climbing and everything 17 miles an hour and again that includes our stops and transition times and so during our practice runs we have been able to successfully do that where we're changing riders out every 30 minutes. We've ridden to, uh, we've done, I guess our longest one was 150 miles where every 30 minutes we'd change riders out and we operated in two sets of autonomous teams. That particular ride, we rode to Stillwater and back. But now Um, that's, that's your practice and you had, you're changing more, more frequently, but on your actual ride, you'll go what one or two hours. We'll probably go an hour at a time. And, you know, in Southern California is the desert. We'll probably go 20 minutes because, I mean, the temperature can be 130 degrees. So your body needs time to replenish. You can't drink fast enough or eat fast enough. And particularly when you talk about uh, drinking and the electrolyte loss and those sorts of things, a lot of people uh, have gotten, people that I know that have done this race have gotten in trouble in the desert and they had to stay behind while their team rode ahead you know they had to they they got behind on their electrolytes and and you know had to spend some hospital time because they they were not really paying attention that that acute attention that they needed you know so after they you know after a 24-hour hospital stay of 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 hydration replenishment you know they had to drive ahead two days kind of to catch back up and you know the team you know the race goes on once the race starts you know it's a nine-day cutoff and so you know if you've got a four-man team now you're a three-man team you know and if you've got you know a two-man team then you're solo (laughs) yeah (laughs) well tell me uh, what got you you're racing for the awareness of mental health and you've told the story of one of your one of your teammates and how he lost his daughter in a tragic murder-suicide. And, you know, you really raise awareness to how it is not just the loss of that one individual life, but the loss of the relationship and the impact that it has on others. And it's not just suicide. You're, you're also talking about mental health in general, which leads to suicide. But how did this, what got you into this? What's your story? Thank you for asking that. I had a cousin when I was, a very, um, he had a pretty rough life. Um, 
as a young person, you know, a very young person. And he, some of the things, you know, there was a significant amount of abuse. And as, and so my grandmother went and got custody, you know, went through the courts and, and, and got custody. And then he did not integrate back into what we would consider normal society well. And he had some challenges and, and, and he ended up dying in the psychiatric institute of Fort Worth. Hmm. In, in a tragic accident. I mean, it was an elevator accident. It had nothing to do with suicide or the fact that he was, I mean, it, it was just an accident that happened while he was inpatient at the Psychiatric Institute of Fort Worth. But that incident, you know, first of all, I, I didn't really put the, I didn't disassociate the two. In my mind, he died because he was struggling with mental health, you know, because he wouldn't have been there had he not been struggling. And that put me on literally a lifelong path of empathy towards around mental health issues and advocacy around mental health issues. And so, you know, fast forward some years, um, uh, some decades actually, and, and I had, as, as a politico, you know, I have always, everybody I meet, and, you know, I, I, I've always taken it upon myself to, educate policymakers around mental health issues and what the impact it is it, it has on companies you know how mental health challenges disrupt the productivity in the workforce on 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 society you know the the substance abuse issues and the challenges that we all face around mental health issues well, Eric, and having loved someone dearly who had mental health issues, I did not understand. I couldn't comprehend why there were so many problems associated with this person and the relationships. And when I discovered, wow, it is a mental health issue. And, and that really opened my eyes tremendously. I mean, right here in front of me every day. You know, a lot of times people have this thought of it's those people. It's you know, the, you know, this kind of abstract, ethereal them or they. When the reality is, you know, one you know, one in five people at any given time are struggling uh, in the mental health arena. And well, um, isn't it true that you can kind of move in and out? I mean, our our mental health can uh, we can be very sound mentally for a while and then be going through something in life that destabilizes us and affects our mental health? Uh, I would say absolutely. I mean, there are, you know, mental health is, is very much treatable to an extent. I mean, there are certain things that, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a mental health professional. I want to clarify that. And so, you know, as our organization, what we do is we advocate for and we raise awareness and so, but if, you know, somebody is in crisis, you know, it's our goal to get them with a mental health professional as advocates and people that raise awareness. Well, they're your family members, they're your friends, they're your neighbors, because, you know, again, you get on an elevator, five people on an elevator, one of those people statistically is struggling at that time, but no one talks about it. Eric Gomez, TeamSuicidePrevention.com. That's a ride coming up. You can support him at TeamSuicidePrevention.com. Eric, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Daryl. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.